Hello everybody and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's Wednesday afternoon and we're recording this with plenty of discussion going on about Ross Barkley's future. It's me, Greg O'Keefe, and I'm joined by Gavin Buckland and Tony Scott. And given that Barkley's on the agenda big time today, let's start with him and his latest on his protracted exit, really. We've heard for a long time that he doesn't doesn't want to stay at Everton. And the fact that he hasn't signed a contract suggests as much. But Tottenham remain in the mix. So, what was reported last night, what's been reported this morning, it seems to still hint that he does want to go to Tottenham. But we're not sure yet on what terms. Well, if that's the case, that he does fancy a move to Tottenham, it doesn't bode well from what Evertonians have thought about him, that he's this boy up blue who's been with, Everton, been with Everton all his life, Evertonian... Now, for me, to me, this is just a fan speaking. What would you earn? 120 grand a week at Tottenham, so to speak. 50 grand a week at Everton would be enough for me because I'd rather be idolised by the people that love me and support me rather than going in X amounts elsewhere. That's just me personally. Now, Frost Barkley proclaims to be the Evertonian that he says he is and he loves the club, he loves the passionate, glad to see the way they sing his songs, etc. Well, for me, he's not. Because he's obviously wanting to move elsewhere. If he if he says he's this Everton that he loves the club, he would have signed that contract months and months ago. In my opinion, I think Ronald Koeman's dealt with the situation brilliantly, frozen him out the team, so to speak, in to commas, injured, we don't know. But for me, out the equation, you're not having a say in this first team squad, we're going on trips elsewhere, you're not involved, you're not part of my plans, etc. Now, he's looking for a move to Tottenham, and I suggest if he looks no further than having a phone call towards Stephen Pina and seeing how his career ended up at Tottenham. He, he was idolised by Everton supporters, Stephen Pina, went to Tottenham, lasted five minutes and come crawling back because he's idolised by this faithful. Now, Ross Barkley, I'm not being funny, he doesn't even get an Everton's team next season, let alone Tottenham's. You look at the calibre of players Tottenham have got in that role that Ross Barkley plays, Dembele, Eriksen, Ali. He's going to sit on their bench, so he's going from Everton's bench to sit on Tottenham's, Tottenham's bench. Going to be playing possibly at Wembley. He's going to be run ragged if he thinks good to some park sector. Obviously, for his fitness levels, we've all seen Ross with with his basically <laughs> flagging after half an hour. If he thinks good to some park pads, wait till he gets on Wembley under Pochettino next season. For me, I'm just I just can't have it. I think what he's been through at Everton, and the Everton fans have been reluctant to have a pop at him. Certain sections, Whoa. certain sections of them have in in the Martinez era. I agree, but last season he was given a new free reign under Ronald Koeman, and if this is the way he's paying that loyal support back, then there's the door, shut the door on the way out. Impassioned opener there, yeah. as ever. Um, well, go on, Gav. I've got a few sort of observations myself, but that, yeah, what, what do you I make of the situation anyway? I'm pretty ambivalent about it. To be honest with you, in that if he stays, great. If he goes. Great, assume you get the right fee for him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't What's the right fee? Well, no, what we saw, we've been quoting what 40 million, 50 million, but I mean, you would think 25 with one year left on his contract, which is what the Ox has been uh, quoted, isn't it? You know, and he's got one year on his contract, similar players, similar age, similar parts of the pitch. Yeah, I would think 25 would be the, uh, be the be the rate. Um, I think Tony touched on it there a little bit when only said that he doesn't get an RT next season, mm. so. My view is that if he doesn't think he's going to get an R team, and you get the impression his relation with Koeman is not 100%, and that may be contributing towards why he wants to go. Uh, because 
you know, but you are a support and it's great, but you know, you are ultimately an employer of a of a club, aren't you? You know, and that's a slightly different relationship between them being. But a, don't being a sorry, Gav, sorry to interrupt. Don't proclaim you this supporter turned football and your idol. You love this club because you've come on many a times and came out with quotes. I love this club yeah. and etc. etc. Et yeah, don't proclaim all you that. Yeah, but you can't be that and be. But you are an employer as well, an employee, aren't you? you know, so that, I think the two you can have the two things. Um, I um, and, I, and I think that obviously the relationship's not great. He's possibly seen that he won't get in the team, and he wants to improve contracts. What he's on at the moment, then what's up being offered at Everton, perhaps, and what he's gone on at the moment, you know, from us. So you know, it makes sense for them to sort of you know want to move in those circumstances for me. I think. I think that the club have allowed this situation to develop and it, it was bad form by whoever on the board should have been responsible for getting his contract sorted way before the end of last season. Um, they let the grass go under their feet and, and they, in a way they've created this situation. Now I'm not saying, obviously Barkley's decision to sign or not to sign is his and you know if he does want to leave then I've to a degree, some of the things what Tony's saying, mm. you know, I can I can appreciate. Yeah. I don't really think it's fair for you to to almost like insinuate that he's not he was being disingenuous about being an Everton fan because he's now looking to leave. Because no, no, I think no, no. you can be an Everton fan and still look at it like you said, you know, fifty. Right, fair enough. You're saying I'd rather have fifty grand than play at Everton than have a hundred and ten grand than play at Tottenham. Well, I'm not so sure I, I well, would. Just a number, because like, would you rather see a statue outside, say, outside the Brownie Mall a year and 20 years' time, or go on an X amount at Tottenham? What would yeah, you rather have? Yeah, but I like, think he's probably looking at it and saying that I think that there might be, a, he might feel a degree of being hard done, hard done by. Now, hear me out. What I mean by that is the contract offer, let's not forget, by the way, that's, that arrived finally, was probably putting him in like the 90. 100 grand mark so actually this is a bit of a stupid argument because he yeah. would have made a very very good course, living yeah, yeah. probably doubled his, his yeah. money or more or less but I think so he's been done a bit of a disservice by how it's been handled by the club I disagree with that Koeman's handled it perfectly I think Koeman's been a little bit a little bit unfair on Ross I think he singled him out a little bit I just don't think he fancies him as a player and by the way I understand that I defer to Koeman's opinion mm. because as we've said several times on the pod, he hasn't delivered consistently. In big games especially. Consistently. Now, he's got loads of ability, we all know that, but can he actually make the transition from being a, you know, a prospect to being a consistent Premier League player? If you, had to, if you forced me, I just couldn't give you a definitive answer. I'd hate him to go and flourish at Tottenham, but there's no guarantee he would. And 24. To, yeah. 23, going on 24. And to bank 25 million for a player with a year in his contract. But I just think Koeman has been a bit overly harsh. And I know it was different with Lukaku's contract situation, but he was walking on eggshells around Lukaku. It was all blowing smoke up his behind. Ross was very abrupt and, and quite, like I say, I felt singling him out. And I wouldn't be surprised if in Barkley's psyche and the people around him, there's a little bit of hard feeling hard to unbite. If you look on, sorry, Gavi, if you look on the other side, is that Koeman's come in, three-year contract, he needs to get results on the board. Yeah. Done it to a certain extent last season, now to make that next step this season. He wants ready-made players to make Everton better. He hasn't got the patience to wait round for Ross Barkley to develop. But he hasn't got that. So what he gets, he gets Rooney in, 
straight away. He's going to bring Sigurdsson in straight away. Players who are ready-made, Premier League, who perform at the highest level. Mm. Ross Barkley doesn't. He hasn't got the patience to wait rounds for Ross to turn it on if he fancies it now and mm. again. Yeah. So there's the patience for so it out the door. If you were Ross, then why would you stay in them circumstances? Well, obviously, you proved the manager wrong. I'm an Everton fan here. I want yeah. to be idolised by this club. I'm not being forced out by the manager. Could this manager might be here in two or three years' time? Fair. I'll prove a point yeah. to you. Fair I'll point. push out Sigurdsson out the door. I'll put Rooney out the door. I'll yeah. make sure I'm the first name on that team. She's yeah. But obviously, he hasn't got the bottle for it. Well, you say that. How much it might be, you know, without going too much into it, but what happened, obviously, when he was on a night out and things like mm. that. How much it might be wanting to get away from the, the goldfish bowl of mercy? London's no better, is it? Well, it is for it is. If you're a squad player for Tottenham, you're going to get a lot more anonymity in London than you would if you like, you know, the local prospect at Goodison, aren't you? Yeah. I think you'd be like a fish out of water down there. I really do. Well, you, you don't, don't know. You don't do, you know. Think, do you think, uh, regarding the way the way it is, is, do you think uh, there might be a bit of uh, taking umbrage the fact that Rooney was offered reportedly 150 grand a week and he's on 100. He couldn't lace Rooney's boots, so he's in no predicament <laughs> yeah. for that. Do you think so, from his, in terms of his age and his potential, as you say, do you think that, you know, hang on a minute, you brought bringing somebody else in there, you, you know, we don't want to go on to the Rooney thing again, but, you know, he's on, you've offered 50% more money than what? You've done to me, and I'm like 23, 24. Do you think that would have? Uh, but what's, Ro- what's Ross being? Uh, what's he being offered? Hun- I, think, uh, I think he would have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he would have been. Rooney on 150. He would have been in Everton's top five or six earners. Yeah. No, sad. As I've just said about the supporter thing, maybe being a bit harsh, but he's been there all that time, and he's seen all days of David Moyes and Roberto Martinez. We've got Ronald Koeman, we're on the cusp of something special here. Supposed to be like a revolution at Goodison Park, where we're making that next step off the pitch and on it bringing in quality footballers now the fans want to be a part of it obviously the players with the signs we've made want to be a part of it the owner the manager but seemingly a supporter so called footballer doesn't want to be a part of it I'm sorry but if you don't want to be ta-da, go and get someone else that doesn't want to be a part of it I think the, not that it's for our concern what happens to him after he leaves essentially but as yeah. football fans we'll all discuss it I just I wonder why he's so keen on Tottenham because as you said one of the things I definitely agree with you on is that at the moment he goes and sits on their bench now he might prove us all wrong and recapture top form and consistently which is and you know maybe he would get in the team but for me he'd be better off going to like a West Ham yeah, playing every week. and being yeah. the main man yeah, yeah Newcastle or somewhere like yeah, that yeah. just mention names there yeah. above him Christian Eriksen Deli Ali, Musa Dembele and even Son yeah, plays yeah, ahead of him. Yeah. So you've got four players ahead of him. Yeah. What's he going to do? Sit on the bench? Yeah, even though they've got Champions League football, he's not. You know, you're looking at him, you're thinking that, that, that doesn't seem to be like a great place to go for a number of reasons. Well, on the flip um, side of that guy, why would Pochettino want him then? Because I see Tottenham's team and it's so energetic, in your face, on the front foot. The intensity in their play is really good to watch. I see Ross Barkley struggling to even cope. With that intensity and Pochettino, the way they play, he'd have to improve his fitness levels. Oh, yeah. I mean, one one of the reasons would be they've got Champions League, haven't they, this season, Tottenham, which hopefully they'd want to want to go through, and that so they want to beef up their squad, wouldn't they? So they they're looking at Barkley. They're, look, they're probably saying when he's got a year on his contract, isn't he? If he'd had two years on his contract, they may not be interested. They might they mm. might be scared off by 40, 50 million quid. Yeah. But they're looking at him, you think maybe it's a year on his contract. But, you know, we're buying, we're, we're buying somebody whose market value is probably a bit more than 25 million when you see some of the figures that have been paid yeah. out uh, That's a good the point. That I think, well, actually, yeah. I probably, you know... The bit of just sold the reserve there for 8 million, million this quiz, yeah. Well, and, and I think, 
if it's two or three, two or three years on his contract, I don't think he'd be interested. But one year on his contract, I, I think, think he's I, spot I think on. Probably worth, I think it's probably worth it, and I think that's why. I think that's why. Daniel Levy's no more gab, yeah, is he? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks at probably an opportunity to get. And if it, it depends how Everton play it, because if they want to stick to the guns and say no, we want near as market value. Let's say they, let's say they claim as market value is fifty million. I dispute that, but let's say that's what they claim. Forty for me would be more realistic mm. if he had like a good contract on him. But if they end up having sticking to that or saying thirty five, if you Tottenham, you walk away really. Yeah, of course. Or unless they're saying we'll sell um, Mohamed Sissoko to someone else. Mm. Bring in twenty, and we'll go and lodge that, and ten maybe on Barkley. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't think that's the reason, and and I think it'd be. I'm a sound ambivalent about it, whether he goes or not. Um, but and I agree, agree with what Greg was saying. Now it's been allowed to go on too long. This when you think about like human sets was the end. It's of, been mismanaged. The end of the season, it's been mismanaged. If he doesn't sign in the next week, he's off for transfer, whatever. And actually, two months down the line or ten weeks down the line, we're still in the same position. Um, so, but I think it it'd be gutting for me if he did go and all of a sudden became the player that. Uh, Is that, that only due to the do. fact that he's an Everton fan? No, just because no, he's an academy he's, player. Because. But if you fulfilled his potential elsewhere, mm. well, I'd be gutted because I think, well, you, there was an opportunity to fulfill the potential here. Having said, and sometimes the change is as good as the rest. He's just, he's just stagnated there for three, three years, haven't you? And like any, any employee in any business, whether you're working in an office, factory, or whatever, if, if you've been there a bit too long and you're a bit too familiar with, with the, the premises and the, the personnel there and stuff, and you're, not, you're drifting, sometimes like a move can be the best thing to reinvigorate you and I think that's probably where they are at the moment uh, to be honest with Barkley he's um, been there since he was nine yeah, yeah. He's just, eight just, or nine and, and I think well actually I think I can do better elsewhere maybe with the coach that's more suited to what perhaps what I can offer I'm not just talking about positivity mm. I'm just talking a general statement there and I think if you throw that in with the 25 million quid you can, you can see why so he's been also in some sections of the national media Linked today with Arsenal and Chelsea, I don't see that. Do you? Well, if you can't get an Everton team, how is he getting in their team? These teams all finished above Everton quite handsomely last season. So how on earth is he getting in their teams? He doesn't get in them. Simple. Chelsea's definitely didn't get anywhere near Chelsea's squads. Has it been? Oh, forget about him. So you've got all the rest of the teams that finished above Everton. He's not getting in their teams. He's not getting an Everton team next season. And look to me, and if you think you were to ask a general football fan from the outside looking in, Everton have got a lot of money this summer. They brought in a lot of players, probably getting some more as well. And you've seen a lad there that doesn't fancy, doesn't fancy the battle, and he's gone elsewhere for an easy ride. What about the suggestion, right, playing devil's advocate, that statistically he did slightly better than Gilfie Sigurdsson last season? From open play, is there? Created, chances created, I think. Well, that, if you look at it, but overall, the set play from Sigurdsson's best in the country. So I, I, everyone says, like, open play. Every, the, football isn't just about a certain aspect of it's open play. Set pieces play a huge part in English football, and especially as the Premier League for coming, every last season especially, play a huge part, and we need Sigurdsson on that pitch as well as Rooney, set piece kings, aren't they? How many times do we see Ross Barkley standing over the set piece? Hitting the ball, not even beating the first man. I'm, I'm gobsmacked Pochettino once, 
but as as Gav just touched on, to it's a fair point. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more Daniel Levy than Pochettino, just for obviously the value of what you're getting. Well, if Gav has, has nailed that, I reckon, yeah. and I hadn't thought of that to be honest, but always a revelation, always a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> so, in fairness, though, they might just look at it as good business. They're getting rid of Sissoko, who's been a complete flop, and they've overpaid, and they're probably underpaying for someone who's a better prospect as a squad player. Yeah, is mean, there a yeah, sorry? Go the point. Yeah, that that's the point, isn't it? Because you're buying buying for twenty five million quid. Put him on a four-year deal. He's automatically a 40, 50 million pound player just by signing that contract. Is he though? In the current Premier League climate, says, yeah, I think so. Would you say so? Yeah, well, I um, think some of the some of the people, twenty-three, still untapped potential, play for England. But oh, sorry, Gav, that's the weird thing. Untapped, untapped potential well, at 23, 24. Somebody, somebody, How long can you go on for? Well, it's a good point, but that someone, some a manager will will be willing at twenty-five million quid to to, to have a go. But it's it's good for your balance sheet, isn't it? Because there's no way if he's worth twenty five million quid on like a year left on his contract, as soon as he signs a contract, he's got to be worth more than twenty five million. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so like point. from from an investment perspective, he's just you know he's just there. Uh, but he could end up with another soak on the hands. Well, you don't know, do you? But I mean, the thing is, if he goes to Chelsea, he'll probably go on loan somewhere, you know, to, to, yeah, to, to Holland, yeah. <laughs> to Holland or somewhere. Yeah. You know, is there a danger? It'd be interesting to get your opinions on this one. There a danger of him still being at Everton on the first of September? What was happening then? Big time, because Everton are going to try and play a cute game at Tottenham and say, "Look, we're not going to get bullied over the fee we feel that we should demand." Tottenham and Levy are some of the hardest negotiators in in European football. Mm. By the Got way, fifty-four million for the right back. They're not. They don't mess about, mm. and they'll be happy to play brinksmanship with Everton and go right to the end of the window. Everton, it's probably in their interest to get to get him off if he doesn't want to be around. However, is it the end of the world? Given that you know, get get him in. He's already started pre-season. He's had this little injury, which I believe is genuine. By the way, and I had my doubts, but I believe yeah. it is genuine. Whether you do or not, you're entitled to to doubt that, I guess, because I initially thought aye aye, but no. And I suppose if he stays, he stays, and then you wait till January and reassess the situation. Do you think he'll still be at Everton go? On the 1st of September? Yeah. Uh, and what would be the situation regarding Sakuman as well? Be interested to get your points on that. Because obviously it looks as though he's c- trying to freeze him out if, inverted commas, he is injured or whatnot. Well, but, but you've got to take the club's words on that, and yeah. like I said, so he's injured, so he's not, he's not travelled mm. on that basis. Um, it's, that's the nuclear option, isn't it? Really, that that's the, the one scenario. I don't think anybody wants, isn't it? Really, yeah. that um, either Ross's representatives and Ross and probably Cumin and probably the people who count being counters of the club, um, because obviously his, his value will diminish even further if he further, stays there. Isn't it? Because then it's January, isn't it? And then what are you going to go in January for? Buttons, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Um, so is there so a danger of reducing that value, isn't he? So, yeah. So I think, in answer to your question, I don't think it'd be there. Whether he's at Spurs. For twenty-five million quid is a completely different thing. You could see him go and maybe to another club for a fee, maybe slightly less than. But his spares are well. The youngest year twenty-five million quid would be the going rate. But he, he, do you know what? He's he's twenty-three, isn't he? Going on twenty-four, and he's old enough to make up his own minds on what he wants in life, doesn't he? When you get to that age, you know what you want to do. Now, if he wanted to sign that contract at Everton, he signs it. If he wants to be idolised by these supporters, he signs it. So obviously, he doesn't want to sign it. He wants to play for someone else. Yeah. He, he's told the fan. He be, that's by the actions speak louder than words, don't they? Yeah. I think. Yeah, but 
what I'm trying to say earlier as well to to repeat is that I don't think it doesn't make him an Evertonian. I think you can be you can be an Evertonian and still feel that under Cumin and maybe under the elements of the present board, I don't know that you you feel that you've got a bit of a bum deal and so you want to move on. It doesn't make him any What's less of an Evertonian. What's the bum deal, What's the bum deal? As it, as in, I felt they should have sorted this out sooner to but avoid it, avoid this predicament. But it doesn't matter whether you start with the timing of it. I agree with you. Maybe it'd been better. But he's well, still been offered a contract all summer for a hundred grand a week to play for your boyhood team on the cusp of something very special here. Fair Whichever po- way you want to put it, like that's yeah, the way it's, it's a fair point. Yeah, I yeah. think I think yeah. I agree with agree with that. Um, you know, does does it that point to that actually? It's not like the money that it's maybe the relationship thing around the club and the. Uh, you know, the fact that he has gone stale and perhaps he doesn't think he can develop under under Everton in those circumstances. You said before, so that maybe he doesn't even get in the team. So, um it's all but it's it's disappointing and, and you know, I don't want to bring Rooney in, but Rooney Rooney in two thousand and four was a similar position, wasn't it? Wayne went, Rooney's totally different to my opinion. Well, no, Rooney was a special, special footballer even back then. No, but in terms of being a boyhood blue yeah. and you think, Oh, you know, he really should stay at the club, you know, they supported and, you know, once a blue, always a blue, and all that. But Wayne went, didn't he? Yeah, but well, yeah, it was totally back. different. So that was a different Everton then, Gav, when he had to sell the best I'm player. After David no, Timbally no. so let, let him finish. Um, let him finish. Totally different. No, 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 I'm just let saying, him finish. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, is, what, is this? You can draw a distinction between a business, a business move for yourself, and you can still be a supporter, can you? Now you've seen like Wayne went in United 2004, boy or blue, you think I oh, should stay Wayne, you know, fulfil your dreams of Everton or like carry on, or, you know, carry on playing for the, the the club. It doesn't matter, you know, that, that's the important thing. But Wayne went, but he still remained a supporter, didn't he? And his pajamas, back, yeah, and, his pajamas. <laughs> and he's come back and welcomed with open arms and a few others who were cuddly, you know. <laughs> Go on, name, names, come on. Oh, I think you'll have a look at this. Uh, this Mrs. Uh, Buckland, <laughs> little Buckland. There's even people in this building who've uh, voiced the same opinion as me. Aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you, that's what I mean. It's important to draw the distinction with Ross between Ross the supporter and Ross the player who wants to develop. And wants to um, you know, earn extra most... money elsewhere. Yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah, what it is. That's what it boils down to. You can have both. You can have both. Because that's for me. It all boils down to he wants to earn more money because if, say, for argument's sake, I'm just plucking figures out the area. Tottenham offer them one twenty a week. Everton are offering off hundreds. Now, just say for argument's sake, one hundred thousand pounds a week playing at Goodison Park in front of your family, your friends, and being idolised and making the people who love you happy. For the sake of 20 grand. Oh, that's very emotive. Don't it's forget. Not, not. Don't forget it can be a very short career. And Ross has already seen the flip side of that when he broke his leg yeah. very badly. So, in other and terms. set back his development. So, basically, now, another twist. Say is that playing for his boy old club, he can't handle the pressure on it. Another twist of his leg, just random twist of his leg one Saturday afternoon could be career over. Could be for top. Ultimately, that's what I'm saying, but ultimately, 120 or 100 grand a week, I think I'd, I'd want the 120. Because obviously, you know, you think right. about your future, right. yeah. your kids' future. Right. I know okay. he hasn't got children, but yeah. you've got to All right. I'll look ask at you, it like that. You've been playing for Everton from nine years of age till you're 23. Yeah. Right? You are being offered £100,000 a week to play for Everton. Yeah. Right? On the cusp of something very special. We all know what's happening on and off the pitch at Everton. Really moving on. Yeah. Tottenham offer you 120 grand a week. 
Yeah, personally, your, yeah. now, what would you do personally, Greg? I'll just answer the question. I, I probably would sign the Everton contract. Thank you very much. And that's what I'm trying but, to say. But you, you, it's, it's but, all theoretical. I don't yeah. know what it's like to be in his shoes. And ultimately, I think he must feel that it's become very personal with, I would say, Cumin, who I believe genuinely has singled him out a little No, bit. if there was millions on the line here, I'd say, do you know what? He's going on, it's different. Everton are offering him 20 grand a week. Tottenham offered him silly money. I'd say, yeah, fine, fair enough. There's life, life-changing amounts of money. We're talking what? Yeah, we, it's, it's, I don't get it. I don't get, get it. You can't let the emotive thing about being a supporter. Well, that's and what football's about, Gav. No, get, no, but no, it isn't because if you're you're a player, you are an employee. You, you, you've got you've got to understand, haven't you? You are an employee. You have a contract of employment, like we have contracts of employment. Yeah, yeah. Are, you know, it's not you don't just turn up as like a supporter and have a kick around every week. He, he has a contract of employment. He's treated as an employee. Has rules and whatever he's got to adhere to. So you know, it, it's not what you. It's not like being a supporter and playing and just coming off the streets. You are, you are, you know, you are an employee. And he's been there at the club since he's nine. So if he feels he wants to move, and he thinks actually he can get a few extra bob out of it, well, he's perfectly entitled oh, to. Of course, and you need to understand that, you know. Be, but don't I, I mean, label yourself as you've done for the five or six years. Well, but, Is it jumping into the glass yeah, seat and kissing do, badges? He's twenty odd. He's not seventeen, sixteen, yeah. making child stupid errors. He's a he's a man now. He's yeah. a man. And six months ago, he was jumping in front of that glass seat, kissing the badge, yeah. giving it the bifters. Don't do all that and then demand yeah. sums of money elsewhere well, when Everton are offering you quite a massive amount of money on a big contract. To you and your family to be looked after yeah. for generation after generation. Yeah. It doesn't wash with me, it doesn't. But the, the assumption is, is that the, the, the thing is money, and, and I don't think that's the case. I think there's, money may be part of it, but it's, we do think, you know, like I said, the losers alluded to it, that there's other, other things going on that maybe he's not happy, uh, not happy with the way things have been handled this year and what we've already covered. So I, I'm not, not sure whether it's just a money, money issue here on this I, one. I disagree. I disagree. Okay. I, think he's, um, I think he's stepped the mark as in... Listen, I, I respect to him with this. He's kept his mouth shut and he's come yeah, off yeah, social absolutely. media to a certain extent, hasn't he? And I respect him for that, but I don't get it. As in, he was offered to be one of the highest earners at this football club and a club a club that's looked after him and picked him up from day one, where he'd probably be nothing without Everton. So I think he's he's been a bit harsh if he thinks he can earn what an extra ten grand elsewhere and sit on Tottenham's bench <laughs> rather than have the battle. Play for Cume and play for the Everton supporters who absolutely idolise you. I think it'll be really interesting if and when he does move, if he does decide to do press, well, he'll have to do some media, and if he's honest about why he moved. I think it'll be really interesting to find out. Obviously, he's not going to go chapter and verse, but if he just explains a little bit about his motivation. Because, as you say, right, I guess, it, which is totally as right, he's kept complete radio silence and mm. in, a, in a way that's dignified and he's yeah. handled that mm-hmm. end well. But it does leave a vacuum for speculation. To an extent, we're all in that game because we're thinking, what is his motivation? And me and you have bandied around various mm. theories. We don't know the lad's actual reason why he wants to leave. You know, it, it, it'll be fascinating for me to find out. But I maintain, I'd be, I would be gutted to see him flourish at Tottenham. I would be, of course, you all would be, because he's basically come to our academy, etc. But as I've said, we. It'd be interesting that we, we were guessing here, aren't we, when Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher at Liverpool, if they would have moved on elsewhere. Well, Gerrard nearly well, did. Well, he nearly did, but he never, he never. Well, he yeah, well, stay with his boy club. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But the, the, 
I think his head was turned, wasn't it? Of course, was, obviously your head's going to be turned, but what did he do? Action in sport louder than words, Gavin, he stays on with Liverpool. Yeah, but... but, but I, I, and he was offered, by the way, he was offered Real Madrid's and bigger clubs than Chelsea's, sorry, yeah. more successful clubs at the time than Liverpool. Ross Barkley's going to Tottenham. Tottenham haven't won a cadet in years either, so what's he going for? Oh, yeah, but... but. Obviously, we're going somewhere. We're making moves towards being a really, of course we are. special era. But I don't think you would dispute the top of ahead of us it. at the moment. Oh, well, I'm not disputing that at all. The title challenges, yeah. But Gerard was offered to, to Real Madrid. Yeah, we're talking. But he chose to stay at his boy club. You don't, don't know the it. stories behind that. You know, whatever the stories are, Gav, behind it. But you can't actually speak louder than words. Again, though. It, it all boils down to individual choice, doesn't it? Yeah. If he, he's perfectly entitled to. Say I don't I don't want to I be with contract here. Uh, what's being offered to me? I want to you know I would like to you know it's in my best interest and Everton yours best interest for the if I move. I'll tell you who's alienated yeah. as well the fans. I uh, I know we no, get back on social media again that it's not the general cusp of what yeah. the, the Everton fan thinks. But when I'm looking at it, they've sort of turned on them saying, Do you know what you, uh, this part of Everton football the history that we've had we haven't won a carrot in years. And what we are about to enter, this decade of hopefully success, and you don't want to be a part of it. I'm sorry. But that's, but that's his choice, isn't it? Yeah. As, you, know, you can't criticise somebody for, for acting under I have an opinion on his choice, and that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I just can't get my head around it yeah. for the sake of a couple of grand. <laughs> but he's already what a wealthy, wealthy man. I think, I think we've, we've done Barkley. I think yeah. it's uh, time to move on, draw a line under that. We will see what the, the coming weeks... Or maybe months, spring. But um, what about the Europa League? Everton have got the carrot dangling of a home clash. Next Thursday, pretty early spot to kick off the season, effectively in comp- competitive terms. And it's either going to be Bram Bergen or Rosen Barok. You would hope. Usual yeah. pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you should be doing the Europa League draw, Greg, with Slovakian, like that. Slovakian Giants. Um, no, I, you know, obviously it looks like it looks like it, it could be yeah. grand, doesn't it? Um, I'm just worried, you know. Like, again, without sounding like you know, co- cup half empty and that, but Brann have had a lot of games under the belt already, and I would hate us to get caught cold. Sixteen games unbeaten, aren't they this season? Well into their league, um, it's going to be tough, isn't it? Compared to, in terms of fitness, I was looking at the shape of some of the Everton players in pre-season. I've seen Ashley Williams in particular; he's had a good summer. I just think that it scares me the games we've had so far. We'll have played FC20 by the time we played them and maybe one other. Is two games, well, the one in Africa last week, is three games enough to get yourself past Bran in a two-legged tie home and away when their fitness is right up to speed? I don't know, but obviously you're looking at in terms of quality. If we've got players who aren't performing, who aren't fit... Then there's, we've got teams who the lads coming off the bench will more than capable of doing a job. So, in terms of fitness, they're streets ahead of us, but in terms of quality, we should have enough to see them over two legs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I know you can throw the uh, the timing of it and the, the source of fitness levels and stuff, but if you see the two teams on paper or the two squads on paper, and we have played them before, haven't we? 6-1, mm. uh, wasn't it, Gal? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a. Uh, I was going to, I'm not going to say something to regret, but I can't see us having a problem <laughs> getting through. Um, I'd be asking serious questions if you struggle, to be honest with you. But I think um, what I'm looking for for this to do is to just to be a good, like, you know, I hope we can do this as like a couple of 
friendly games as such as yeah. prepare prepare us for the Premier League season. This you know, is ideal, this isn't tough, it? Got this tough start. Do you think? Do you think yeah. it'll go in our favour that Sandro Ramirez, Jordan Pickford, likes of those? Mike, uh, sorry, yeah, just those two, I guess, as main players. I've had a bit less time to decondition. They've spent longer playing because the still had the holidays, though, haven't they? But, but less time to get to get your your, your beer guts like actually <laughs> yeah. appeared to be sporting. It could have been a bad pick. We've all had them. We've all had we've bad all pictures. Had yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, camera throws on a couple of exactly. Yeah, a bit less time, I suppose. And the young lads naturally, I guess, fitter in better shape when. Yeah, early that's 20s. a good point. Yeah. I hope. I hope it goes. I think what would be intriguing as well. And I spoke to a lot of Everton fans, and they were intrigued as well. Starting lineup. Against Brand. Against Brand. Will that dictate his best team? Or will it dictate his team just to get through on the day? Will it dictate anything? Will it have anything to do with the Premier League side? No. It's going to be very interesting. I think it'll be literally Kuman and Erwin Kuman will say to Jan Klutenberg, give us a metric, what percentage are the, all this, these players? And they'll pick the fittest players because, as you said, Brand should be flying really. Mm. So they're going to need players who are there. They can't be bringing a player like who's fifty percent. Not that any should really be that low, but remember Cumin's famous. They were seventy percent last yeah, season. Yeah. So if they're like sixty odds, fifty-eight, <laughs> and don't forget these these fine margins in, in against a team like Brand. Who, all right, we should easily beat if we had a fully fit squad. But you just don't want to get caught cold, do you? So no, no. I don't think it, I don't think the team he picks personally will be a big indicator of how he's going to start I, against I, Stoke. Tell, tell you what will be interesting for me just generally this season is that you know Martinez's pre-seasons were notoriously you know and like and, and to be fair under Moyes a lot of seasons under Moyes we started the season in really poor shape in terms yeah. of injuries and not being out. I think he said one year wasn't it we're not ready for Premier League football it was yeah. like the, the third game of the season wasn't it <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know I think it was 2008-9 so being said that's the one thing I'm fascinated to see this year especially after Cumin's comments last year about the fitness from the Tottenham game is is you're going to see a real distinct difference in the in the overall fitness of the players definitely uh, mm-hmm. Compared to what we've been used to say under the previous fifteen years, under the two two yeah. previous managers, when perhaps they never went into the season firing on all cylinders, and I think that's that's the fascinating thing. Maybe not for next week, but certainly for for August, is is a noticeable difference how fit the players are. It, it got should to, be yeah. because a good point to be. Obviously, you said about the seventy percent last year got to Christmas and then we kicked in, didn't we? From January up until March, we were flying. Yeah, just towards the tail end of last season, where we just threw the towel in. But in terms of fitness. We kicked in after that Merseyside derby, and we got beat just around around Christmas time, and then we went on an unbeaten run yeah. like two or three months. Didn't we? So, so I think key thing, especially with our uh, obviously our run of fixtures in uh, late August and September. So hopefully, uh, the the Bergen game will be an issue. Before we wrap things up, I very quickly want to touch on something, Gav. It'll probably be music to your ears. I don't know whether or not you or people listening have read the piece by Martin Samuel in the mail yeah. about how Everton have not cheated but how Everton have beat the, the curse if you like with financial fair play and it's a fascinating piece if you haven't read it I, I do urge you to go and check it out Martin Samuel top writer on the mail and it's really interesting and what he's saying is that what Everton under Mishiri have done is they've ensured despite the strictures of financial fair play and we've feared it on this mm, podcast yeah, yeah, for a while yeah. how, it, how it might hamstring Everton's progress Samuel's arguing it's basically bust it's on its way out it's not working and Platini is it's kind of been tacitly acknowledged that it's just 
they're not going to adhere to it. Yeah. Because what he maintains is owners have got to be allowed to help clubs grow. And he says that, you know, it would all it was doing in the end that it brought him with the right intentions was restricting clubs from outside that top four growing. Mm-hmm. And really, hopefully, it's death knells will allow you know, Mashiri and Everton and other clubs, Could if they be, like, yeah. to grow. Because how else can they? How else can they? Unless they do a yeah. Leicester, can they hope to compete? And hopefully, we not, we're not going to feel the downside of all this investment this summer by some late rally in the bean counts at UEFA going, right, you're going to get hit with this fine, you're going to yeah. get hit with that fine. No, no, yeah, exactly. I've read yeah. the piece. I mean, Sam was always being quite uh, pro-Evan, I think. Uh, I mean, he used to like him most years ago, you know. Uh, and he's always understood um, that I've been hard done by on occasions over the years. And I've read the piece and it was good. And it was, you just get the impression, and I think this is really good with Evan, is there's a lot of clever people in the background at Evan who are just... Working these things out, only you know, like you mm. know, some of the deals that have been done recently, the Chinese, that you know, that's enabling us to, to, you know, there's still FFP, but you know, to to ensure that we can make the most of our opportunity without compromising the FFP, because it, it still works, doesn't it? Because I mean, Porto got done didn't he last mm. year. I mean, but you see, like the way the Milan clubs are spent, who are like basically skint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was spent over the summer, like yeah, you know, yeah. and I think that was one of the reasons why FFP they sort of loosened it. it was it was basically the Milan clubs who had no obviously massive clubs historically mm. they were knackered under the uh, the old FFP rules you know yeah. uh, and I think that's benefited us but it's good to see that you know tell you say about you know good publicity and good press and it was it was a good day uh, that's what I've noticed this like, summer yeah. more than anything that there's a lot of general football fans out there from other su- supporters and follow other football clubs have all got kind words to say about Everton and that are pushing them and wanting them to do well yeah. And it's it's refreshing, isn't it? Because you don't normally it's normally close book, top four, top five, well, Everton get Everton at the afterthought. But you get a lot of personalities who support other football clubs, you think of Everton are dark horses this season. And it's nice to hear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well it's a different narrative, isn't it? Mm. You know, and um I don't know you think like the source of the piece, I thought it was good. No, really good, yeah, yeah really enjoyed it and um hopefully what he's saying augurs well for a season when maybe we can be um, be dark horses. Well, thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, we certainly enjoyed recording it. We'll be back next week. Take it easy.